0: has been the initiation of greater days to come, that you have been impregnated. Brothers, this is the closest we can come to giving birth. There's something on the inside of you that cannot stay there. It must be birthed forward. And we learned that that begins in our head. If my mind is changed, then my attitude can become the attitude of not some preacher on the platform, not a worship squad that brings it, but the attitude of Christ. And that means I need to know him before I kick the. And once it moves from my head to my heart, I have to take off the do not disturb sign. You heard the challenge in mission. And it is not just. A daughter of God wanting to hear herself talk because we can go to the hotel room, look in the mirror and talk to ourselves. It's a challenge for you to take the message and hide the word in your heart so you will no longer sin against God. Disturb me, Lord. And today to permeate, which was the focus of this week's endeavor to permeate, to let something so right on your innermost part that you are able to see it live, you have to do something from head to heart with your hands. This is a call for you to get your hands in the mix of God's program. So in order for us to go there, anybody remember Simon says, unless you become like a child, you're not fit for heaven. So Simon says, stand to your feet. Let's play a quick game. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all remember how it goes. Simon says, step right. Simon says, step left. Simon says, raise both hands. Simon says, you just became charismatic. <laughs> Some of y'all, <laughs> stop. Put that, Simon didn't. I just wanted to see if y'all would play. Y'all can be seated. Y'all need prayer. I, I cannot believe y'all all participated. And, and, uh, I got all of y'all because Simon did not say sit down. (laughs) Simon says game over. The moral of the introduction is why are we still listening to Simon instead of Jesus? It's a whole lot of Simon says, a lot of Simon cow, a lot of critic, a lot of noise. And we're listening to what Simon says. And I heard from Joseph Garlington, the Bishop Joseph Garlington, a little story about Michael. Michael wanted to decide what to do for his parents for Christmas. Being away from them for some time, he was in the Amazon working and making a whole lot of money. And a friend suggested, get your parents a macaw. And that kind of bird is expensive. He determined that he would do it because he loved them and wanted them to have something special. Nothing in his neighborhood was given at Christmas like that. $7,000 for a macaw. But not just that. He was shocked by that price. Then he was shocked that it was 2000 additional dollars to get it certified to cross international borders to make it into America. And if that didn't shock him, then it was an extra $1,000 that it would make it alive. And so he gave some time having sent the macaw, and he waited till New Year's and called his parents and he said, hey, how are you? Hey, son, did you get your gift? Oh, yes. How did you like it? It was delicious. And he was as shocked as you were. He said, dad, I paid a fortune for that bird. That bird could speak two languages. And his dad Paused and said, he should have said something. (laughs) So today I want to challenge you to say something. You're called not to be silent, not to be mute, not to be shower Christians, not to keep it on your campus, but to spread the word all over the world. And it's time for you to say, let the redeemed of the Lord say something. So, say what, Mike? Not what Simon says, but what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. With all the noise spoke around you, it's time for us to say what thus said the Lord. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 18. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, my Lord, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. I think they sounded like that, don't you? (laughs) They got real spiritual all of a sudden, like we do. And when they said these things, he said, that's fine. What you read in your cemetery, I mean, seminary class. It's fine what you discovered in all, I've got degrees, I've been to seminary, don't judge me. What, What you've learned in all of your academe, that's good, but who do you say that I am? Wow, he moved from head to heart quick, and that was a call to hand that came as a result. Simon Peter answered. Because he had foot and mouth disease. But this time he was right. Touch your neighbor and say every now and then. You may stumble upon right. <laughs> You've been meaning to tell him all week long. All right, tell him this. You got issues. There you go. Simon said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my father In heaven, and I tell you that you are Peter, Petros. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not um, overcome it. Let the church say amen. Here's the challenge. It's not just us being in a crowd seated and studying about him, because you can get head knowledge about George Washington, whom you've never met, but you believe he was the first president of the US of A. When you get knowledge about God, there's a call to respond and do something about what thus said the Lord. Say yes with your hands. That's it. That's it. Not just with lip service, not just with head knowledge, but it's time for us to say yes with our hands. God wants to permeate through our hands and the world will not know you are his disciple, a fully devoted follower of Christ until they... See you love. So that same neighbor seating next to you, go ahead and give them a hug. This is your permission, fellas. You've been waiting. Ooh. Ladies, you've been having your eye on him. Just gave you permission. But, but the challenge is this. The world doesn't know, and I know it's cliche, the world doesn't know who you are until you express the what? love one for uh, another. And when I'm challenged by this text, I see uh, the world doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I know you're in the room and you are the elect. You are great minds and you travel with C.S. Lewis. You can quote Kirk of God, you know Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you have traversed with Tim Keller, and you love some John Piper. I, and I say Jesus in there, we say Piper, Whoa! Francis Chan, yeah, Steakhouse, oh! Jesus. That's a whole lot better. What Jesus says matters over all of those great minds that you like to travel with. And you must express what Jesus says, not in your mental Rolodex, but with your hands. Guess what I studied this morning in my devotion time? I learned just this morning in the Old Testament times, one's hands represented one's activities. If your hands were clean, your activities were noted as pure. Things that make you go, hmm. And what's interesting is that a whole lot of us go on mission abroad trying to sell soap with dirty hands. We go trying to Americanize those who are in umbuku, and they don't want your Americanism. They need Jesus, the Christ, him crucified and resurrected with all power and heaven and earth in his hands. Stop trying to take Western Christianity, which is nothing but stench in the nostrils of God, all over the world. Take his son. Show him not with dirty hands, but give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our soul to our degree plan and our pursuit of happiness instead of holiness. The challenge is this. My mother would not receive a plate of food from anyone without asking, what you've been doing with your hands? Y'all know my mama? I don't know where your hands have been, boy. hey, mom, taste it. Where your hands been? And if you're trying to feed me this gospel, I want to know, are you living it? Is your life, if we've been to camp and we lift and turned around, let's go to camp again. If your life is so all that, how many of us are saying extra, extra, read all about it? I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about and they're seeing it in your hands. They're seeing it in your footsteps. Your word is not coming from you, but from him. And you are the kind of personality that doesn't let his word stay in leather binding. You put it to shoe leather. And you walk it through your daily journey out of the hotel rooms into the cafeteria. Peradventure, someone from Ridgecrest who works in the cafeteria is not saved. Christian, have you asked? This week, do you know my Savior? Or did you just get your tray and go to your seat and eat your sandwich? The challenge is for us to get beyond where we've always been, doing what we've always done the same way we've always done it, and come to four challenges that lift from the pages of Scripture in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 18. Buckle your chin strap. Because what Jesus says is more than what we bargain for. Verse 15, in this passage, it declares the truth. Who do you say that I am? So the four challenges are these. Number one, it's personal. Number two, it's purposeful. Number three, the message is positional. And number four, powerful. Again, it is personal, purposeful positional and powerful, exegeted. It's right here. Expositorily look at it. It's here in the text. When you leave, you can re-preach this message because I didn't make it up. It comes from the word itself. You don't call a committee to determine who Jesus is. You don't have to get in a huddle in a dark room and say, I think uh, our vision statement ought to be. The vision statement is this word. And you know what my favorite scripture is? My anthem scripture, my anchor scripture. Oh, that,
1: that went over your head. Yeah,
0: I don't have just one. I want it from gener- Genesis to maps. That's what I love. His word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path, and it is personal. I know your 2008 was raggedy. I know you struggled through 2008, but that's why God gave you 2009. He doesn't want you stuck in the past. He wants you propelled and permeating into your future, using your hands to touch the hem of his garment so that you, having 2008 been persecuted, may be whole in 2009. And somebody in the room needs to be the redeemed that says, I ain't letting go until you bless me. It's personal. You are part of a prophecy being fulfilled today. In Matthew 16, Jesus gets personal but assures in the challenge that on him, not Peter, on him, the rock statement of the gospel salvation, he will build his church, a congregation, and an assembly of faithful believers fully devoted to him. Those who are the ecclesia, those who are the free people, and too often I see you walking around in bondage. Inviting people to your campus Bible study. We're free and delivered. Come on Monday night. Yeah. I don't want to go to your Bible study if you look like you've been sucking on sour lemons all semester. I want to go where the people are free, where everybody knows my name. Cheers. And they're also glad we. I wanna be where they can see that everything is what? All the same. I wanna be where everybody know, y'all have watched Cheers, don't play like y'all that holy. It's personal. It is personal, and that's community when I know you by name. I was asked just the other night, how can we get more African-American students involved in events like this? Is it putting personalities on stage? No, it's not. I served a predominantly white church in Birmingham, Alabama, on the south side of Alabama toward Montgomery, the church at Shelby Crossings the daughter of Brook Hills. And in the midst of that congregation, we'd gather and it's greeting time, hug each other. We'd hug a neighbor and slobber on each other until we got to Walmart with Nana. On both sides of the track, Nana doesn't know you go to a church that is cross-cultural. And the same, hey, becomes duck, duck, hide. On aisle three, get down, get down. That's what's wrong With the community. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go. Jesus preached some sermons. And then he was calling people around this prophetic, powerful message that was personal. But the last few sermons he preached caused people to flee. Are you sermon proof? Bless you, bless you. Get the toxins out. Yeah, yeah. Are you sermon proof? You've heard too many. You can't recall what was done last night. Oh, you remember steak. Not the Jesus who serves up life and life to the full. You remember, man, I ain't full. I'm hungry. That was a good story about steak. I wonder if you're sermon proof. I wonder if this is not personal. I wonder if you've come to a place where you're numb. You have been inundated with God's talk, but you cannot hear God talk surrounded by the word but you cannot taste and hold the word for yourself you are better coaches than you are players you can tell everybody else this is how you avoid pornography and masturbation and then you get in the room i'm not going to demonstrate but you get in the room on the down low It's not personal when you can tell everybody else how not to gossip. And then in your prayer, Lord, I want to pray for Sarah Sue. She wore a skirt that was too high. And I just ask you will deliver her from her hoochiness and that she will. You're gossiping in your prayer. Man, I got several more points, but I want you to know. This is personal. He says, Peter, Patrice. That gets the ladies involved on this rock. I'm going to build, I'm going to build around this statement, the gospel truth. Jesus Christ is not just Lord, but Lord of all, sovereign in every way. He is the deliverer and the delight of my soul. He paid it all, all to him I owe. He is the greatness that gives me my liberty and whom the son has set free. That's why I can't keep it to myself. That's why I can't carry a heavy load. He said, cast your cares at my feet because I care about you and whom the son has set free. He or she is free in Do you just keep that for Easter service? Or is that Easter every day of your life? He got up from the grave. Is he risen in you? Well, it's personal. And here's how. It's evangelistic. You got to do something with your hands. It's a challenge. Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing, and hearing the gospel message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ, not what Simon says. Amen. So how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he is sent? Anybody got beautiful feet this morning? I've had a pedicure. And I went in to the pedicure. What would you like? Say, I like a pedicure. $10. I took my shoes. $20! My feet are not that cute, but God says how beautiful are the feet of those who take the good news of the... It's personal. It's personal. If not you, then who's going to go? If not now... When are you going to go? And if not about Jesus, what are you going to tell? A nursery rhyme? Hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock, and the clock struck twelve. And hit. That's not a—that won't get anybody. That's a nursery rhyme. But we love stories. And God says, tell them I sent my son. You know the only thing God really wanted to say to us? Jesus. Is there one? The sermon's over. That's it, Jesus. That's all he wanted to tell the world through your lips and your life and with your hands. Extended. Well, it's personal to me. Why, preacher? Because my father took a drink. My father had been sober for 20 years. Had a doctor's appointment. They found a spot on the prostate. He went back for follow-up, having taken a little graph, and then during investigation, they discovered that that spot was benign. In order to celebrate, 20 years sober, one drink. Back into the abyss, 49 years married. My mom calls and said, I hate your daddy. It's over. He's brought me back to Hades, and I'm done. Well, how is this personal? Because there's no fruit falling from my father's tree, though he says he's Christian. It's personal because none of you are going to board a plane to go to San Antonio, Texas and have a little talk with Wilbur Hunter Satterfield, senior. But for me, I'm going to let him know there's a Jesus who comes to your Philippi and he wants to know you and you to know him. And I'm going to let my father understand, behold, the lamb is today taking away all the sins of the world. And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood. So is it personal? Are you washed? In the blood, in the soul-stirring blood of the Lamb. Are your hands clean? Are your garments spotless? Are you white as snow? I'm looking for the church washed and glad about it in the blood of the Lamb. But scripture doesn't stop there. It says, say something else about me. Not just personal, it is purposeful. Shout purposeful. Y'all know Jeremiah 29:11 by heart. The plan he has for me is to prosper me, to give me hope and a future, not to harm me. You can quote it with the best of them, but is it showing up in your lifestyle? It's purposeful. 30 years ago at the age of 10, now you do the math, I gathered the statement in my heart and gathered with faithful believers around this statement. I didn't know if the gathering would work. But I stopped by to tell you that he's better to me than I've been to myself. He's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. And each day with Jesus since age 10 has been sweeter than the day before. Here's the problem I went to the altar to a single chair in my church in San Antonio, Texas, with the wrong motivation. At age 10, it wasn't to get around the statement, it was to get the Lord's Supper. I was hungry. And those crackers and that shot glass of grape juice had an awesome appeal on that first Sunday morning. The tray was passing, and my stomach was, get you some, get you some, get it, get it, get it, get it, get 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 it. <laughs> so I got bold and walked from the back of the church to a single chair, and they would put a mic. Why have you come forward? And I'm watching the tray. I knew enough to say, I love Jesus. The Bible tells me so. The B I B L E, yes, that's the book for me. I'm not even looking at the person asking the question. I'm looking at the tray. Passed by, I had my mind on not getting one cracker, but a handful. And then taking that shot glass. Woo, y'all are looking at me like I don't know. In that chair, God met me and said, Here's the purpose not grape juice and cracker, grace and Christ. Each day is sweeter. When I have embraced the truth of the message that has purpose. And here's what it's calling us to. It is calling us to a movement. I'm called to go, therefore, into all the world and make a many me, a disciple, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things he's commanded. And he said, I'm going to be with you. He's in me. Even until the end of the age and with these hands, I tell the story of his redemption plan and I tell it aggressively and I tell it intentionally and I tell it boldly and I tell it remembering we've got good news that won't be good unless we tell those who are in bad conditions about it. With my hands, what do I say? Can I illustrate it right quick? I need four, four, you four on the front row, just join hands in a circle and face each other. Can y'all see this? And then there's a guy in there, four ladies right here on the front row, right here. You do the same thing, but face outward and join hands. There you go, here you go. Now this is the church we're most familiar with and it has a purpose to be a clique, country club, Holy huddle. Go ahead. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Oh, my goodness. Help Jesus today. (laughs) But they're there. They're every Sunday representing and they're in a holy huddle. And the Great Commission, Matthew 28, says do what? So on the count of three, you've prayed. You got your assignment. Go. One, two, three. Go forward. Exactly. They're bumping heads. Now I need one more volunteer. You, sir, right here. Gator shirt. Try to get in that circle. Keep your hands clasped. Doesn't this look like the church you remember? The world wants what you have, but they cannot get in the door because you are going toward each other in clash. Same church. New dynamic purpose and vision. You've got your holy huddle assignment. Whisper it in each other's ear. Go, 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 go. On the count of three, Let go and go. One, two, three. Now, the problem with this church, they stopped. (laughs) Jesus said, go. Yeah, you give them a hand clap of praise. Y'all may be seated. But he doesn't send you on the mission empty-handed. Even if you walk and you hit the wall, you're still going in his power, in his majesty, with his purpose. And when you go, you're to tell a dying world that you have the answer to pain, and it is peace. You have the answer to darkness, and it is deliverance. You have the answer to fear, and it is freedom. You have the answer to hate, and it is holiness. You have the answer to pressure, and it is peace, personified Emmanuel God with us goes with you and if you stay in the huddle bumping heads arguing about the barn paint and the carpet in the barn Jesus says you may build bigger barns put more in your new fellowship hall but you will not be about what I've called you to don't paint the barn when the harvest field is ripe and the laborers that are true are few go into the harvest field, pray that God will send more laborers. I'm here to talk to your hands. Are you putting a new coat of paint on the church community wall? Or are you out in the community telling a dying world, Jesus is alive and well? He is my purpose, and that's my king. Do you know him? Have you found him to be more than the world against you? And we ought to show some sign. The word is not just personal and purposeful. It's positional. We're going to demonstrate it. (laughs) Come on, fella, right here and grab you two more people. Yeah, there's another and one more. It's positional. We heard it the first time out. Kelly has brought it to us. These three stand in front of the congregation. Oh, we got, come on. No, you've already participated. Come on, sister. There you go. Stand right here. This is radical. You'll never invite me back. This is God, this is God, and this is God. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A woman? Yeah, Hold on. Hold. know. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is an example of what we need to do positionally. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Now, I'm not as deep as you, and I don't have all the answers to predestination. But what I love about God is that this is past participial. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knew you before your mama and daddy slow danced. He knows you today, and he knows your tomorrow. The problem with us is that we don't want to walk in the position of faith. When God calls a man, Moody says he bids him come and die. And so if I'm in my present right now, I look back to the past participial truth, and the predestination tells me not this big theological jargon and argument you're thinking about. It tells me I'm not an afterthought. I didn't just come by surprise. He knew I was on the way. And when I go back to my past, I ask him, can I enter your kingdom? And he says, based on my relationship with God, with his hands, nailed to an old rugged cross, that yes, I can because God loves me. Tell me you love me. I love you. And the phone rang just when she said that. Let me see what the Lord has to say. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Amen. Here's the truth. God calls you to a place where in your past, he says he loves you in spite of you. (laughs) Before you ever took a step and made a sin, he knew you. Here's the truth. When I came out of the birth canal, I'm in the hospital room, and the nurse brings me out with the doctor's help. And I come out, and they do something that blows my natural mind. They spank a child when it comes out of the womb. Why is that? I've not done a sin. The message is, you will. (laughs) Ah! So in the past participial truth, wrap your arms around me, Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus loves me this I know. But he doesn't keep me in my past, he propels me to my present. Wrap your arms around me, Jesus. He lets me know (laughs) there's some tough love in the kingdom. Aren't you glad they ain't really God? (laughs) But I can't stay right here, right now. He has a future, and and he pushes me, thank you, Lord, toward my future. (laughs) I'm out of time. (laughs) There's not a friend like the Lord. He wraps you up, ties you up, and tangles you up in his love. No matter where you came from, he's inviting you. <laughs> Y'all may be seated. <laughs> Woo. Been away from my wife too long. It's positional. And if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, when he invites you to the truth, guess what stays the same? The truth. Can I give you one more thing? It's powerful. This word is not just personal. It's not just purposeful. It's not just positional. It is powerful. And the power comes even in what Rick Warren says. Rick Warren says, we all need healing from those who've hurt us. Those we've hurt and the hurt we've caused ourselves. And I am confident that because of this permeate conference, you're going to walk out of here and impact the lives of your church, of your sphere of influence, and your community as we learn to make decisions that move us past life's pain towards the power of the Most High. What Jesus says is not just personal, purposeful, positional. Somebody shout, it's powerful. Powerful. Jesus made the prophecy plain. Even death won't stop it. I understand. I serve a predominantly white church, and they do the same thing to me every Sunday. But having launched from those doorsteps of the church, it's to the uttermost parts, as you heard, of the world. And it's powerful. What do you mean? I mean that no traditionalism, no leadership scandal no legalism or contemporary liberalism will thwart the message of Jesus no religiosity will keep the message from going into the world it cannot be stopped it is a movement and god is on the move to glorify his name it's a glorious fact that jesus is the messiah son of the living god and he wants us to know look at it in verse 18 It says, I tell you that Peter on the rock, I built the church and the gates of hell will not do what? It will not prevail. The weapons that are formed cannot prosper. You've got the weapons of warfare in your hand that are not carnal. They are mighty to the pulling down of strong you can't pull it down if your hands are behind your back if you're sitting on your hands or you have got clenched fists mad at god open your hands pull down the strongholds and march forward what strongholds from this day forward your targets but the challenge is to be moving targets no weapon formed against well The theme of Target says real passion, real commitment, real difference. Does that define who you are? If it's personal, if it's purposeful, if it's positional, I am blessed. Not I will be, not I'm thinking about it. It's who I am, not what I want to be if I have him. And when you've got this truth, I'll leave you with this. Go to Daniel. Let's get scripture. Daniel 7, verse 13 through 14. It's powerful. I'm going to take you from the Old to the New Testament with this Matthew 16 sandwiched in between. You found Daniel, say amen. 13 through 14 says, in my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Oh, it's powerful, baby. And then in Revelation 7. I want you to entertain a couple of verses there. When you find Revelation 7, say Amen. Verse 9 through 12. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Standing before the throne and in front of the lamb, they were wearing clean robes, white robes, and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God for how long? forever and ever, amen. Two things, I went to the world of Coca-Cola. I learned something several weeks ago about Robert Woodruff. Robert Woodruff was one of the CEOs in the 1920s of Coca-Cola. And in the midst of this company, Robert Woodruff had one vision. You know what he said? With his hands, the whole world will have tasted Coke in his bucket list lifetime. What if the church? What if we decided the world for Christ to the glory of God? I've been all over the planet And you know what I found in every continent, in every locale? Coca-Cola product. Robert Woodruff said, in my lifetime, everybody will have tasted this product that I am helping promote. What if the church made up her mind? Not to be an inward look, but an outward gaze to see the hurts around and to go and take the message. Bring them back to the local fellowship because God uses the local fellowship to disciple and train and then launch us again. What if the church said the world will know the name of Christ? Robert Woodruff made it possible for Coca-Cola to go to the moon on the shuttle. And many of us are silent about the real thing. Jesus Christ. Coke ain't it. Jesus is. A friend of mine tells of doing a collegiate retreat at a hotel. Y'all all right? And he said, the people were different, Robin. He said, man, at this retreat, they got excited. He said, I found a group that was ready. He said, angel, that these people James, these people chasing these people, David, these people, Linda, these people, Nick, these people are sold out until he got on the elevator with his wife on the way out. Dave Nash said on the elevator, a a maid came in. You can hand it to me. It won't mess me up. A maid came in weeping (laughs) and they were getting ready to leave. And on the elevator. Nasser looked at his wife and she looked at him. He knew he was not a great counselor. And he was waiting for his wife to make a move and she threw the holy elbow. Wives, are y'all in here? The do something elbow. And so he he got out there and he retched in his pocket and with her sobs, he thought of the only thing he could say counseling wise that would trigger a response. And he said, gum, not good counseling. (laughs) And she said, what's wrong with these people? And having preached the whole week, thinking finally I came amongst the people who were different, Nasser tried to think in his mind, how do I respond? First of all, I'm not with them. I'm just passing on. I'm not with them. Then he thought of another response, and he was thinking maybe it was the Mountain Dew. Maybe it was the sleepless night, the deprivation that I see on some of y'all's faces. Y'all trying to stay with me. Maybe it was that. And before he could speak, she pulled out a wad of $1,500. They keep giving me money. And he said, I'm their leader. I'm their Yoda. Been teaching them all week to be generous and giving. She said, not just that, I go to their rooms to clean their hotel room and it's already clean. Is that you? She said, "I go to the bathroom to give them fresh towels, and their towels are already hanging neatly on the rack. Then each of them invite me to the bed in order to tell me about their Jesus and His Father, God. And not just me, but every other maid in this retreat center is receiving money for what is wrong with these people." And NASA said, "Can I tell you what's wrong with them? Jesus."
1: I think it was probably appropriate to have a little time to uh, process, huh? A little quiet to let truth marinate. A little time to decide. What's next? What's now? How How fully can we lean on the God who delivers, the God who sends, the God of power, who sent his son, Jesus, his son, Jesus, who sent us into the world to bear his name, to bear his truth. Would you take a little time just to be still and uh, talk to the God who created you and called you to this place and ask him what's next for you Plenty that God wants to accomplish.